to the League of Learning Wild Earth podcast. Here we are looking to help Wild Earth players new and old to improve their game by creating a library of important information that is easily accessible for anyone who wants to up their skill. You can follow us in our Discord, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Links to all of these can be found using our link tree available in the podcast description. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can reach out to Hispanic Link in Discord, or you can check out our Patreon via our link tree. All right, welcome to the Buffalo Bills fan cast. <laughs> welcome to the Josh Allen stand cast. How about that stiff arm? I know it gave me a stiffy. What? 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 <laughs> oh, sir? <laughs> what? I don't have a comment. That's right. Couple football players came up the laneway the other day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the League of Learning Wild Earth podcast. Episode 17 is officially underway. Let's go. Let's get it. Number 17, just like number 17, Josh Allen. Hell yeah, the Josh Allen special. If you guys are unaware, we are probably somewhere in the New York area, and for that reason, we fucking love Buffalo. (laughs) And uh, now that they're good, we especially love them. Exactly pretty awesome watching them dismantling the Super Bowl champions on national television. That was pretty cool. As per the 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 famous, the sacred Bills fans text, this year, this year is going to be our year. Okay. That's right. Unlike any other years. Mm-hmm. We were so close last year at the, the, the game against the, the Chiefs, but whatever. It's true. It's true. This is not a football podcast. This is League of Legends podcast. That's true. That's true. We can actually do some League of Legends stuff, I guess. So, Emily. Emily. We didn't do a roll call. Hi, I'm Hispanic Link. Hi, I'm Chunko. And I'm Emily. All right. Roll call complete. Emily. Thanks. (laughs) How many team boosts do you have? I think 29. What do you mean you think? You have the power to look it up. I don't. My iPad is downstairs. I'm upstairs. It's under 30. Okay. Uh, Last I remember, I had 25, and then I got free boosts again. So they went up. (laughs) (laughs) Right, it's the oldest trick in the book. (laughs) Free value. We'll get this bitch. She won't be able to escape the team boosts. (laughs) Actual quote from a Riot representative I heard. I actually saw it on Twitter. Oh, well... (laughs) I feel personally attacked. <laughs> As you should. As you should. You can't escape the gravity of the team boost. <laughs> Cannot. But I think I have 28 or 29. I think was the number. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. More progress. I'm sure bef- maybe before our wedding or after our wedding, you'll be able to say you have zero. You guys are getting married? Oh my god. Here it is. Yes. <laughs> we're getting married. Wow. It's a little over a month. That's crazy. Yeah, like six weeks. Ah. My first anniversary is coming up in three weeks. Ah! Right? It's crazy. Time after time. <laughs> time never stops flowing. Shit. Shit be crazy. All right, what's next? We have two things that we're going to go over today. Uh, one is a Discord request, which is how to be a better play caller. And the other is... 3.4 power spike patch that just got spoiled. Well, okay. Hang on. For the first thing, I will say if 
we actually had the answer to that, we probably wouldn't be in diamond to plat. <laughs> Good call. Good call. See, look at these play calls already. But we will answer it the best we can. Uh, but before we get there, I'd like to, to 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 give our buddy Dave some coverage since he's not here today. Rip Dave, we miss him. Talk about PC League playoffs. Um, playoffs Ooh. are absolutely popping off all around the, the world. Most series are going to uh, five games, which is incredibly entertaining for fans, right? Uh, you know, going to five games in the best of five. Got a lot of like incredible uh, uh, storylines coming out of uh, North American League LCS. Uh, Team Liquid knocked out of world contention which is crazy considering how much money they spent on their roster and all the expectations they had for themselves. Our top three are going to be Cloud9, Evil Geniuses, and 100 Thieves going to Worlds. All solid choices. And except for uh, the heartbreaking news that Evil Genius is starting AD Carry, Danny will be sitting out of the finals um, due to mental health reasons. Hopefully, no! Yeah, hopefully he can get his head on straight and and come back stronger than ever because I mean <clears throat> I'm an evil genius hater, but you cannot you cannot deny that each their, their individual players are insane, Danny included. Boy has mechanics. So I was gonna say Danny tends to be one of the more like entertaining players to watch. Yeah. He makes a lot of really cool, really good plays. Danny's awesome. I, I also learned through this announcement that Danny's actual name is Kyle. Well hello Kyle. I would have thought his name was Dan, Daniel, or Damascus, but it's Kyle. And so that's cool. For LEC, uh, oh, sorry, just to wrap up LCS, we got the finals this weekend. We got the the winner bracket finals, I mean, loser bracket finals, sorry, between 100 Thieves and Evil Geniuses. And then the winner of that plays Cloud9 in the final finals to take the trophy. Then we got LEC Europe. Things are a little less spicy there, except for, you know, so G2 just kind of smashing everyone, waiting in the finals for everyone. Fnatic kind of coming alive after really struggling the season. Uh, 3-2-ing XL, 3-0-ing Misfits, and 3-1-ing Mad Lions. Their game against Rogue this weekend determines who will play G2 in the finals. Some awesome stuff there. The Eastern Leagues, the major Eastern Leagues, LPL and LCK, both wrapped up. We have, uh, let's see, oh, dang it. I'm pretty sure JDG won the finals, and then... Uh, RNG won the regional finals to get the fourth world spot over LNG, which is kind of crazy because uh, LNG uh, won a lot of games and ended up coming up a little short, which sucks uh, for them. But compare that to a team like Mad Lions, who qualified for the world championship without winning a single series. Cool format, guys. And then finally, LCK. Uh, we have the final team to qualify for worlds there is Dragon X. Um, so. Deft, for longtime fans of League of Legends, might recognize that name, to finally make a return to the World Championship, and hopefully he can make some noise, considering this was probably his last year before he has to go do his military service in Korea. But I guess there are some whispers that he, he might find the way to defer that even further and, and come back for one more year. But regardless, a lot of people are speculating that it's his final year, so hopefully he can, he can do some awesome stuff. So yeah, playoffs are awesome. North America and Europe are wrapping up this week. Um, and then I think there's probably only one more team in the world that needs to qualify for the world championship. I'm pretty sure we're waiting on the Turkish region, which ends in a couple weeks. And then the world championship will start uh, pretty soon after that. Very exciting times to be a League of Legends fan. That's awesome. Sounds like a great time, like you said, to be a League of Legends fan. Yeah, thanks for coming to my TED Talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that has been... Um, uh, pr- updates around professional league and probably slightly, hopefully under five minutes. <laughs> you sounded you sounded just like Decleave. It was crazy. Yeah, I just gotta shave my head. You sniffle a little less though. I gotta do more cocaine. You're right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so from here we go to how to be a better play caller. Ooh. So I'm curious what you think about this because like. Again, I, I, I was kind of half-joking where I'm like, if we actually knew this, like, <laughs> we'd be better at the game ourselves, right? The best jokes have truths laden within them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, to me, like, I like to get introspective. I'm like, what does shot calling mean, right? Like, what shots are you trying to call and why are you trying to call them? Yeah. Right. And so 
the first thing that you need to understand is how to play a game of League of Legends and like what the goals are. Mm-hmm. And so like Well, hang on. So then I think it's worth stating, you because know, I don't know if we actually ever stated what the objective of League of Legends is on this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Go ahead. I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. I, just for everyone who who isn't might not be aware, the objective is to explode the enemy team's nexus. Yes, the goal is to win the game. <laughs> and it sounds facetious because it is a little bit, but there's to contrast against the people who think that League of Legends is actually a team deathmatch kind of game. Which some people play it as such. Yeah, it does, doesn't matter how many kills you have if your Nexus is the one that dies. So the goal, the objective of League of Legends, the primary objective, the prime objective. Across all current game modes. To destroy the enemy team's Nexus. This is correct. Right. So that's good. That's good. That's a basic understanding. Mm-hmm. Now there are smaller objectives you might take throughout the game. Going, going at a let's let's go one one lens deeper, right? So one magnifying lens in. So what's below uh, winning the game, winning the nexus, right? There are other objectives that you can. I'm actually use curious what you to, think the next level of objective is. Yeah, I think we might to, that can help you accomplish this goal. And yeah. so at a bigger level, you have like dragons, rift herald, Ooh. baron, right? And then you have mm. turrets. I think, and I would call above. those. Huh? I, think tur- I think turrets come above neutral. neutral I think so too, and okay, I think cool. that's the discussion that I was just looking to have as well. Is just like sometimes there's going to be a safe time to take an objective like a dragon, or a herald, or a baron, and sometimes there's going to be better like used. Oh my god, I can't wait to edit this out. <laughs> and sometimes there's going to be a better time for you to take turrets instead, or in the case of looking through the big magnifying glass of trying to win the game, taking turrets to try to push to end the game. And so to that end, I do agree with what you're saying. I think turrets ultimately become more important than dragons and Baron. And in one of our previous episodes, I think you actually talked about a story where one of the teams was like, all right, we're going to take Baron. This is our time. And then the other team was just like, okay, while well, you take Baron, we're going to push your mid lane and end the game. Classic Baron for Nexus trade. Never. Worked. Not a good trade. <laughs> Not a good trade. Because as, as previously stated. stated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. You can make the statement. Yeah, as we previously stated, um, the goal is to explode the enemy at Nexus and not have you explode. So if you're trading Baron for Nexus, you're probably losing that game. Yes. Yes. Indeed. And so as far as towers go, I think the priority um, for each tower kind of uh, increases the further closer to the base it is, right? So um, just to put it simply, like uh, most simply, inhibitor turrets are the most valuable. Second, Inner turrets are the second most valuable. Outer turrets are least valuable. And so I think you can get into some game states where you could argue about dragon versus outer tower yes right um i think pretty much inner tower is almost always worth um a dragon you know like you, you're fine with that trade unless it's the dragon soul and i think the dragon soul is probably more um valuable because it's a permanent buff for your team your entire team but just for regular dragons and, and um i think towers are higher than them now the interesting thing here and i'm curious what you think where rift herald fits into this because i think Baron is more, I think Baron is higher priority than Dragon, and part of the reason for that is that it gives you a buff that helps you kill turrets, <laughs> right, which are the highest priority objective in my opinion. Rift Herald, I think, is also higher than a regular Dragon. I think the regular Dragons, while awesome, are probably the lowest priority objective. What do you think? Agree, except Infernal. I think Infernal's really good. Even just without, like, just the just the straight up buff without the soul? Yeah, I think just the damage buff. Because a lot of time in most game modes that I play, it degrades at some point into some sort of, you know, 1v2 that turns into a 3v2 that turns into a 4v3. Clown Fiesta? It, they, a lot of the uh, the games just degenerate into ARAMs or, you know, a bunch of team fighting really, really quick. And for that reason, Infernal and even to some degree Mountain Dragon, I like a lot. But I think Ocean Dragon's the weakest of the dragons for sure right now. I think I think Rift Herald is, especially with the the change to the turret plates and how they work. I think Rift Herald is is better than any dragon. But I see where you're coming from. I think getting the extra gold from plates is incredibly valuable. 
I think being able to knock down turrets early, earlier than not is also incredibly valuable. Uh, but I, I, I definitely see your argument. And yeah, I don't necessarily, I, you know, I, just, I think it, it's also game to game dependent, yes. context dependent, right? If you have a bunch of tanks on your team, Infernal Dragon probably is not the greatest. <laughs> but Mountain Dragon still could be, for example. So like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. You got to play to your comp. And I also want to clarify my point real quick. I think Infernal Mountain and Rift Herald are kind of all arguable at the same tier. And Ocean Dragon's definitively lower than all of them, for sure. I like Ocean Dragon the most personally. Huh? I like Ocean the most personally. Ooh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Any particular reason why? Yeah, like, I think sustain is super underrated. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I think it counters uh, Infernal Dragon pretty hard. Like, it doesn't matter if they do slightly more damage, if you can just heal it right back up. Yeah. Uh, I, like, again, it's uh, also super dependent on the team comp, right? Like, I really like playing Ezreal, for example, which is a poke champ, and can proc Ocean Dragon pretty easily, right? So... Yeah, I, I think it gives you a lot more playmaking ability because, like, if you use it right, it reduces the amount of times you have to recall, um, and map presence is very powerful. So, Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. And, <clears throat> sorry, had to clear my throat there. Everyone um, everyone uh, is, is in uh, agreement that Cloud is the worst, and such that it's not even in Wild Rift. <laughs> I miss Cloud. I miss zooming around the map. I like Cloud. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know what? Bring back Cloud Dragon. Hashtag bring back Cloud Dragon for this episode. If you guys hear this and feel so inspired, that's that's the one. That's I'm going to put that on our episode release. Hashtag bring back Cloud Dragon. So we've talked about all the different kinds of objectives. Like, we, you know, obviously the most performance in Nexus. And then we've talked about towers and neutral objectives, how they fit in compared to the towers and stuff like that. And then there's also jungle camps, which are, you know, our objectives. And I think also and minions kind of, as well. I would put at the same tier. I was about to get there. Is you know minion waves are another objective that you have to manage, right? Like they matter a lot, um, and they can really impact the flow of the game. Like, and like if you manipulate the waves, uh, the waves correctly, you can get a you can get tower like you can get the minions to just take towers for you, <laughs> which is incredibly powerful. Um, and so I think where I'm going is like all of these things have to be balanced against each other you know, moment to moment in real time when you're trying to call shots, right? I think if you're trying to be a more effective shot caller, you're trying to figure out, like, you know, what <laughs> like what objectives are, are obtainable for our team? Um, why are, you know, why are they obtainable for our team? How do we obtain them, right? And what, like, what are the ramifications if we do and what if we don't, right? Yeah. You kind of have to blend all those things together in real time, which is really hard. And that's why one of the, like these games are, you know, the most successful players have thousands and thousands of games played because there's a lot of intuition that you need to build up from just repetition, right? And so, you, you know, in real time, you're blending all these these factors together to say, like, it's best for our team to take Dragon right now, right? And <laughs> you might not always be able to articulate why or defend why in the moment, but, you know, um, and that's what uh, you know vod reviews are really good for watching your replays uh, going over them so you can kind of go through that critical thinking and think about like okay well why did i think that this was a good idea here and and, and kind of check yourself and you can talk to your friends um i know vod review is something that we intend on doing pretty soon once we find some time to get together and do it uh, oh yeah so yeah what do you think about that like weighing those factors together yeah I think what you're talking about is great outside of game. Like you definitely want to take information and try to like, okay, look back at, you know, places I didn't have success or did have success before and try to change or replicate pieces of the equation to get better results like next time. So like positioning yourself better, timing your uh, setting up of wards and vision around Herald and Dragon Pits like earlier or maybe later, depending on like, what it is that you're trying to change or, you know, learning that grouping with your team for objectives is a much better thing than trying to solo them. You know, given the situation, there are times where you are called for to solo objectives, but all of that leads nicely into my in-game thought process, which is the second thing you got to do is watch your fucking mini map. 
Like there's so much free information on the mini map at any given point. You can see where champions are. Have they left their lane? Have they been gone for a while? Kind of some of the things that we were talking about last time where you can kind of time like, okay, it's going to take about, you know, five or 10 seconds for them to run from mid to top, or, you know, it's going to take 15 seconds from them to go from top to bot, you know, and you can start taking those types of inputs and creating better decisions and sometimes like yeah it sucks but the enemy team has four people over on dragon and you don't so maybe that's your sign to go take herald sometimes you're going to have to do what's called handshaking objectives there's two objectives that spawn at the first you know objective spawn time and they spawn at the same time and it's herald and one of the three dragons and so, like, taking those inputs of information is going to be very important to helping you make better decisions and understand when you have advantage or priority, as what we were talking before, or not. Yeah, it, I think all of these things are factors that you can consider both in and outside the game, right? Like, yeah. like you know, you study things outside the game so that you can apply them in the game next time, right? And so a lot of this comes down to like just knowing, you know, this is your, you know, this is your three thousandth solo game, solo queue game, right? And you just know that typically in this game state, you know, you you have uh, killed an enemy team member, and the top laner is showing top, and your your bot side is priority. Historically, this is a good opportunity to take drag. <laughs> you know what I mean? That those kind of things that those are the int- intuitions you'll build up, you know, over time, and will help you, you know call some shots you're gonna make some stinkers <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna make some calls or some stinkers you're gonna be like we can definitely do baron right now and you definitely can't and you lose the game because of it you know uh, but you have to make those kind of calls so that you know they're bad so i'd say part of being a good shot caller is making plenty of bad shot calls <laughs> and then learning why they're bad shot calls and how to make them better shot calls yep also something that we've talked about in the past as well is like there's gonna be times where you're gonna make calls and people aren't going to listen don't try to force your calls through unless you're sure that like you can solo that dragon or that rift herald don't try to force the you know ganks if your team is backing under turret even though the enemy team is out of position like there's no guarantee that anyone's going to do anything Nah, man my backpack is endless everyone needs to get in it yeah so like just (laughs) be aware that it's okay to change your calls based on your team as well. Solo queue is a much different beast than like trio queue or penta queue or duo queue even, where you know that somebody's going to be at least trying to attempt to listen to the things you're saying. But you just got to adjust based on all the different dynamics that go into a game. Your team, your team comp, what your goals are for the game, what dragons have spawned, when things have spawned, what team members of the enemy team are up, what team members of yours are up. Yeah. Like, anybody can make a bad play look good. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, uh, like, a key comp is a big one that we you touched on briefly that can impact your, your shot calling decisions tremendously. Like, if you have a scaling team comp versus a, you know, an aggressive early game team comp, you, you might want to give up the first couple dragons um, or first dragon uh, because, you know, the enemy team on average is way stronger than your team at that point in the game. So you let them have the dragon and you fight the second dragon when your team should be stronger, you know? Or maybe, you know, like, uh, it, and that's that's all uh, game context dependent, right? Like maybe you, you guys, you know, play out of your minds in the early game and you, you, you get the first dragon even with your scaling comp. Right, but there's just a lot of things to keep in mind, and uh, I, like I'll even say like pros, for example, talk about shot calling all the time, and like they, even they are uh, you know not good at it, uh, and the best ones are almost seen as like uh, <laughs> you know there's like almost like a bit of mystique or mysticism around them because like they're like how how did you know that was the right call to make, and you know a lot of times uh, if they can articulate it. That's pretty cool, but most of the time they can't because it's an intuition built up over so many games and so many repetitions of playing the game that they just know this is what the right thing to do is. And this kind of goes into another thing that I think uh, Tony was trying to touch upon earlier is that, like, if you know if you're playing as a team and you have control over this, right? You, you don't have as much control over your solo queue, but it's always better to follow for everyone to follow a bad call than for people to just split up and and, and not follow through on it, right? Because 
like you said, it's you can you can kind of make a bad play look good if everyone commits to it is on the same page. But if if you know if the team is split, the two, the play is doomed from the start. Yep. Uh, there is one bad play that you shouldn't follow your team on, and if that's your teammates are feeding into the enemy team one by one while they have three <laughs> or four of them oh my god don't follow the fucking conga line into the goddamn incinerator i love the fucking hallway fight mentality <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta go in one at a time and you're like oh you know they're so close like like even if they're all at 10 percent hp you only need one of them to stun you for them all to fucking just mollywop you. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, you're like, you're not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've had a really frustrating string of losses the last like two or three days. And a lot of them are just because people are just inting like over and over. Yeah. 12 kill lead, throw it away. The only time that it could be acceptable is if you have some sort of recent champ like Katarina, where like you're guaranteed to you know get another round of spells off if you get the first kill or something. But even then, even then, all they have to do is just interrupt you once and you know they just blow you up and you're done. Because like even if they're ten percent health, you don't do less damage the less health you're at, <laughs> right? Yeah, those ten percent champions, health champions, do the same amount of damage as if they're full life, and they will bop you. So just be aware of that. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. No. I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying like you're making a fair point. Don't worry. I agree with you. Just checking back into the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Any other tips and tricks? Speaking of checking back in, what does Emily think about split, uh, shot calling? Um. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> if you were if if you were if you were challenged to say like you know um, you just killed you just you just got a double kill bot lane, right? Mm-hmm. You and your support are still alive. Your jungler helped you get that double kill, and you see that the top laner in top lane and the mid laner in mid lane. What do you think you guys should do together? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not great under pressure, huh? I'll give you a hint: the dragon is alive, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> then do dragon. Yeah, look at that. I have a specific question for our good friend Emmy as well. What? Emmy, as a player who generally doesn't want to be the shot caller and is in a position to potentially not always know what to do all the time in game. Same. What are some helpful ways that people have gotten your attention in the past to get you on board to help them with one of the many team goals that we've mentioned before. What have you found is effective and what have you found is maybe not so effective? Well, it's hard to really answer that because I only play when you're playing. So a lot of times you'll just talk to me and tell me to do things. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. This, that seems like a fine plan, like whatever. Step one, be your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> on a on a more macro look, this is voice comms. So being in actual voice com uh, chat with your peers you're playing with can potentially help you make better calls because you can, you know, make them maybe a little quicker than having to ping or, you know. I I do like voice. I don't always... I guess it's a lot easier for me personally to hear them and understand them other than the like pings in the actual game. I mean, personally, I also don't have my volume on my game, but that's because you have the volume on your game. So. Cause playing with volume is infinitely better than not playing with any volume at all. <laughs> Playing in silence is not the best experience for League of Legends, going to be honest. I think that's fair. It's just we don't need both of our volumes on at the same time. There's just something about hearing Pentakill versus seeing Pentakill, you know? (laughs) That's fair. But, yeah, it's... I mean, especially if you... I mean, I feel most everybody has the volume on, so it is better to actually hear the the pings and stuff than seeing them or whatever. So 
I mean, for me, it's better to like talk to people. I like hearing the pings. Yeah, I like hearing the pings too. I, uh, I one of the reasons I'm not the greatest at League of Legends is I have pretty bad tunnel vision, so <laughs> I need to hear the pings. <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's partly me too. I just get into doing something and either don't deviate or whatever unless I hear something or am told to do something. Not really a leader in this game. I got fucking ganked by a bot earlier. Wait. That's how zoned in I was. <laughs> like a custom bot? Yeah. <laughs> That's how fucking zoned out I was. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Any other shot calling tips that we should put out there? Don't make bad shot calls. Watch people who are better than you. Yeah, so watch us. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just kidding, we're trash. I've never shot called in my life, so. If you're looking for more direct coaching, you can talk to our friend, I am Dory K. He has a Twitch channel, and he's also in our Discord. Yeah, his email is Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hispanic stink apparently was very popular, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. If I sound farther away, it's because I have this cat that invaded my lap. It's because he's disgusted by my jokes. Yes, indeed. Um, you have to recoil. Stink. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Happy to help. Uh, okay, I did have one thing I wanted to say. I've been playing a lot of games recently, more so than usual. And uh, exhaust sucks now. Oh, yeah. You gotta get so close to people to exhaust them. It kind of sucks. The range was... The range nerf is pretty brutal. I'm, I'm back on barrier, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely trying to get away from exhaust. I hope at some point they maybe adjust it to 5.5 or 6 range instead of 5, because maybe it'll possibly be good again. 5 is so close. Yeah, it's so close. It's scary. Like, 5 is so close. <laughs> and then, man, I've had a really bad yeah. string of losses. I don't know. I don't remember if I said that earlier. But, like, it sucks. Like, I got a pentakill. It must be pretty bad because you've mentioned it a couple times now. I know, man. I'm like salty as hell. Ugh. How many losses in a row? I think it was at least five. Uh, all right. Hold on. I'll <laughs> oh, take no. a look. Gro- we got the groan. Oh, it's more than five. Oh, it's more than five. Oh, it's more than five. Passing the groan test. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I had a pentakill and a quadrakill in the same game and still fucking lost it today. You should have given the kills and more capable players. I was the capable player. My fuck. All right. Really not. <laughs> not capable enough, boyo. <laughs> Yasuo is a fucking trap in ARAM, and I will hear nothing else. Every Yasuo I see, regardless of the team, goes fucking like 1 8, 1 9 in ARAM and ends the game that way. Enemy Team Yasuo is always godlike. My Team Yasuo, not, no. Hasuki! So how many losses in a row you got? I'm looking, I'm looking. I had to log in because it was like, do you want your smurf or your nermal? Also, can you really get mad about losing ARAM when you have literally no agency over anything about it? Yes. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Alright, I had a string of seven losses. I had a string of six losses. And you got a win in between? Yeah, I had a string of five losses. So you're winning games? Yeah, so many games. Winning so many games. <laughs> Ugh. God, I'm pissed. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, are these all ARAMs or are these ranked games? Or are you out of diamond? Oh, no. I'm back to Emerald 2. Oh, that's a hefty loss. Yeah. Oh, you were like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The only thing I can win right now is legendary ranked and the occasional ARAM. Can wait, can you still act as legendary ranked now that you're at a diamond? Yeah, yeah. Once you hit diamond, you can still play legendary ranked. All right, cool. Yeah. Alright. Patch three point four is coming. Yeah, some cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Four champs. Yeah, we got Gwen coming next week. Uh we got the dual game mode coming next week, which is lasting for two weeks. <sighs> We got super exciting. Uh, Yone, Yone, which is coming not the week after next, so a week after Gwen. But then 
Warwick and Vex, BB. Well, a month after that, we get Vex at the end of October, and then a couple weeks after yeah. that, or a week after that, we get Warwick at the beginning of November. Hell yeah. And I actually like that. Eh. Like, I, the only reason I'm, ha- I'm fine with it is because we're getting uh, Gwen first. <laughs> <laughs> you want your scissors. If we were getting Warwick first, I'd be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if we get some, some dope skins coming out, Superhero Jace next week. The new rank season starting uh, second week of October. Also, don't talk about Vander that way. Who? Oh, who? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> who? Yeah, dude. Uh, 3.4 looks sweet. I feel like there's... Oh, Hextech chests are also coming to Wadrift. Loot boxes! Yeah, but these are actually kind of cool loot boxes, I think. So, let's see. Hextech chests will be a new way to obtain unique skins and other goodies in Wadrift. While not identical to League, P- League PC's Hextech crafting system, it will operate in a similar manner. You can buy keys that open chests, and every chest will contain orange essence and might additionally contain skins, goodies, and exclusive skins to this Hextech chest system. We're also looking at different ways you can obtain keys just by playing. We haven't finalized those details yet, and we expect to learn more as we get closer to the launch on your server. The launch timing, blah, 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 blah. You can expect the following to always be true. The value of every chest exceeds what you paid for it. There will be bad luck protection and will publish the full loot table so you know uh, what you're potentially getting before you purchase. Those things Sick. are really nice because it is really easy to have a microtransaction model that is incredibly predatory, um, specifically without bad luck protection. Um, I don't know how they're implementing their brand of bad luck protection, um, but uh, essentially what that means is you, like there's some sort of like some sort of like <laughs> mercy rule in the in the loot boxes where you you won't be able to earn it, like after you open a certain amount you're guaranteed to get the, the the most valuable thing or the chase thing or whatever the big bad yeah it'd be like it'd be like if somehow in magic you were guaranteed to get a like a mythic in every every hundred packs or something uh, which arena kind of does with the uh, the vault but. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really it's really cool that they're looking out for the consumers in that way. There are plenty of games and companies that just you know pander to the people who will open their wallets as much as possible, and it's really hard to make league pay to win. Um, but it's cool that they are um, making sure to make it palatable for even the free to play people, which I think this is really the biggest change for. It's a pretty good one. I'm actually really excited for the one for one because I think that means we might get Twisted Tree Line at some point. Mm, see, the thing about the the one v one is that they they're it's on Howling Abyss, so they it took no effort to, to. So they can already do it, yeah. yeah um, whereas Twisted Tree Line, I mean, they would have to make the whole thing. They could just choose to make three v three A Rams. No. What? I mean, sure, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? If they really wanted to put a 3v3 in there that, like, they, you know, catered to or whatever. Honestly, if they're going to put a 3v3, I would, I would rather not have that in the game than have a 3v3. Like, I would rather have nothing than a half-assed 3v3 game mode. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Yeah, personally. That's fair. But, you know, like, I am, I think Twisted Tree Line works a lot better in a mobile setting than it does on a desktop setting. So hopefully product owners over at the wild rift team agree and that might be coming at some point in the future but who knows i'm not holding my breath it'd be cool to have dominion back to you but uh, whatever oh yeah uh and then there's there's something else on this patch road map something called supreme cells on the 8th of october power spike party which is probably some sort of event uh oh it looks like supreme cells might be the event for yone or something i'm not sure um Big patch coming up. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of items coming out, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot. There's so many things. We're getting support items. We're getting Spectral Sickle and Relic Shield. So these items both have three charges that you can consume a charge by damaging. Let's see. Okay. Spectral Sickle provides adaptive damage. So both both kinds of champions can pick it up, AD or AP. When an ally is nearby, any damaging abilities or attacks you cast in Championship Parish will consume a charge and grant gold. Once you earn enough gold, it will transform into Harrowing Crescent. So basically, it allows the supports to generate extra gold for themselves and their lane partner, which is really cool. Relic Shield is very cool. It's a bonus health item that consumes charges to execute minions below half health, granting gold to you and your nearby ally. 
Oh, nice. Once you earn enough gold, it will transform into Targon Buckler. Once you earn enough gold from your transformed items, they will upgrade into their final form and grant you more access to enchantments. So if you assist your team in team fights, you may have the chance to get multiple casts of your active item off. Maybe that extra redemption heal or locket shield is just what you need. Your team needs to sway the fight in their favor. So uh, it looks like supports will get two enchantments as opposed to one, which is really cool. And I think Relic Shield's really cool. It gives the full gold of the killed minion to both you and your lane partner. So, it, you know, it's really cool to blast hit a canyon minion with it because that's a lot of gold for your lane. Yeah, I really wish they would tell you what Targon's Buckler and Harrowing Crescent were. Yeah, me too. But it's cool that they're putting support items in the game because, like, supports generally have, like, two or three items they build before they just build AP, AD, or tanky. Like, Yeah, I mean, even, even like, the, the, the support item choice in here is not, it's not great. Like, you have stuff like uh, Sap, Blood of Water, or something. Um, but other than that, really, like, there, there aren't, like, you have Zeke's Convergence and stuff like that, but a lot of times it's better for support champions just to build a primary stat like AD or AP or health or something as opposed to these support items. So hopefully these help change that. Yeah. We got some other, we got some non-support items coming. We got Cosmic Drive, which is awesome. Cosmic Drive gives uh, ability haste and ability power, but also movement speed uh, when you hit enemy champions with spells. So it's really good on champions like Ari, uh, who like to dart around the battlefield and stuff like that. This feels like it would be good on Akali too, right? I'm, I think it's, I think it's good on Akali. I'm like, um, maybe Katarina as well. Yeah, I, like honestly, a champion that builds a lot is, is champion like Silas. I'm trying to think of what champions actually because I feel like I feel like you're right. It should be good on Akali, but for some reason, I feel like Akali doesn't really build that much. So one thing that I can see, like Akali's not really like a a. Like, Katarina kind of, like, runs around after using her abilities. Like, Akali really doesn't. Akali, like, dashes in, dashes out, and then runs away. Like, that's kind of yeah. how it works. Yeah. So, like, I can see why on Akali you might be hesitant to be like, yeah. So, that was something I was thinking as well. But it, it feels like it would be good on Akali. Like, it has the feeling. People like to build it on Vagar. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the most common champions are Silas and Vagar. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Galio is pretty good with it. Um, I agree with you. It's good on Ari. Ari. Yeah, Ari. I, I like it. A H R I. I like. <laughs> yeah, I like it on Ari. Um, <laughs> the next item is Serpent's Fang. I love this item. So, it's an anti-shielding AD specific, like more like an AD assassin item because I think it's a lethality item. But yes. essentially, uh, you know what it does, Antonio? It works like its PC version. Where it's more effective for melee users, yeah. both reducing current shields and future shields for a short duration. Oh, you're after, the same thing I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, after the Serpent's Fang user hits an enemy champion. Yeah, I sure am. Essentially what it does is it cuts through enemy shielding a lot more effectively than if you didn't have it. It kind of ignores part of it, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, or either straight up removes it. Um, it's had a couple of Serpent's Fang. LOL. Haha, <laughs> it's so funny. Ha. Ha ha. Attack damage, lethality. Shield Reaver. Dealing damage to an enemy champion injects them with venom for three seconds, reducing any shields they gain within duration by half. And if the target was not already afflicted by the venom, reducing all their active shields by the same amount. So it cuts shielding in half. Which is really good because if you've ever played against uh, Seraphine and Lux on the same team, it's really freaking obnoxious. So yeah, excited for that item to come in. The item I'm personally most excited about is Riftmaker. Really? I thought you were excited for Imperial Mandate. I don't give a shit about Imperial Mandate. Alright, um, go ahead. Go on, Riftmaker. I'll do Imperial. But although I did not realize that it's replacing Hextech Gunblade, uh, that sucks. I thought they were adding it in addition to... What's replacing? Riftmaker. Really? Yep, says it right there. That's dumb. Yeah, it's replacing Hextech on Blade, which I have mixed feelings about, but I'm still ha I don't understand why on these item this this these item showcases there's 
they're showing a level 13 Akali killing a level 10 Morgana. Like, ooh, it's item so good. Um, <laughs> what? Three levels ahead, and this champion crushes this other one. Imagine who that. fucking would have guessed? Uh, imagine <laughs> that. Um, but uh, Riftmaker is an AP vamp item. So the way it works on PC, at least, is the longer you're in, in combat with enemy champions, it gives you more ramping AP damage at max vamp it gives you a bunch of spell vamp too thing or omni vamp so it's really good for champions like akali who sit in combat for a long time using their shroud to to soak up a lot of aggro and stuff like that building up the stacks and then once you're doing your damage and a lot of aoe damage too uh you you gain a lot of health back allowing you to to take a lot of extended trades and fights it's a it's an awesome item in my opinion so and the thing is not only at uh, max stacks, uh, gives you. Sorry, I misspoke about how it works. I think, pretty sure it always gives you ramp, but uh, at max stacks, the damage amplification gives you its true damage instead of just a bunch of bonus magic damage, which is cool. So, yeah. Riftmaker is an awesome item. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, Fiends and Holy Grail. May it rest in peace as well. Yeah, rip. I, so I thought they weren't replacing those items and were just adjusting them. It says here, right on this place, on this page, that Riftmaker is replacing Hextech Gunblade and Athenes and Holy Grail is replacing uh, is being replaced by Imperial Mandate. Alright. Imperial Mandate will work similar to how it does in PC League, offering a payout and bonus damage and marking enemies when you slow or mobilize them. Allies will then be able to consume the mark for additional Ooh. damage and move its is that good on Nunu? That sounds like it would be good on Nunu. Not bad on Nunu. Because he's all about slowing down and immobilizing people. It's not bad on Nunu. It's probably really good on Leona. Uh, I don't actually... It's not that... I don't think it's that popular of an item on PC League, so I'm not really sure. It, it wasn't in when I was playing most of my PC League. I know people build it on, like, Swain on the PC League. Let's see. Imperial Mandate Champions. There goes our good Google guy. Uh, it looks like it mostly supports like Lulu, yeah, Jana. Okay. Lux. Some people build it on. Honestly, I don't think Imperial Mandate's going to change that much in Bothrith, but I, I'm open to being wrong. We'll just have to see. Yeah. And then there's two new enchants out. Yeah. Uh-huh. That are coming. There's the Protect Enchant, which the power of the next heal or shield ability you use is increased, and it does not affect heals or shields from other items or runes. But, like, this will be good on... I don't even know. Like, Soraka would probably, like, want this, and it'll be good. Nami probably wants this, and it'll be good. This one seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah. The, I think this... The next one, the Meteor Enchant? <laughs> this one's fucked up. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, they're just giving everybody smite. Smite? Without having to get the negative side effects. This isn't smite, what are you talking about? It lights up an area and summons a meteor after, dealing a percentage of each enemy's max health as magic damage. That sounds like every objective just gets to get contested for anyone who has this on them. It probably has cap for neutral objectives. Most things do like that. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll say something like, it can do 10% of max damage, of max health, and it'll say, like, max 300 damage on neutral monsters or something. Duh. Ugh. Which is a lot less than Smite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy they're doing that, but come on. Let's make this game chaotic for a week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, if if we really want that, we should get the Summoner Spellbook Rune from PC League, which allows you to swap out your Summoner Spells throughout the game. Yeah. See, there we go. Like Riot, I'm trying to make a fucking podcast here. I really need some stuff to like, you know, make people irate (laughs) and actually, you know, get to our podcast, listen to the juice, and be like, ah, oh god, Riot did it again. Pitchforks. And then eventually we'll get, you know, sponsored by Riot, you know. The Tyler One method. Um (laughs) So there some more rank stuff new rank seasons coming out soon. They're doing stuff with champion score. Right now, you're able to earn mastery for each champion you play. With each in next patch, you'll be able to earn mastery for each role you play as well. So that'll be five different tiers, and each tier will change the color of the icon. The score will be displayed on your profile, so you can flex your gigantic electronic penis. My e Yes. 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 
All right, next we got events. There's going to be more events. More. Uh, okay, so our goals was to try do more fun events uh, during the Supreme Cells event. We'll try a new type of event that will be sort of like an idle game. You'll be able to pick a fighter and train him to participate in this tournament to help you earn rewards, even if you can't queue up for games every day. So that's pretty cool. It's an event that you don't have to actually play games to, to, to partake in. It sounds like my kind of event. And then a bunch of super cool skins are coming out. Uh, Gwen, her first skin's going to be Space Groove, which is pretty sure exclusive to Wild Rift. Oh, no, Crystal Rosione is my bad. And then we get Supreme Cells skins, which are all exclusive to Wild Rift. And then also Bewitching Vex, which is also exclusive to Wild Rift, which is really cool. Yeah. And uh, the ranked skin is Glorious Crimson Draven. Yeah glorious um did you cover superhero and ascended superhero jace i covered superhero what the fuck is ascended superhero jace what did you i don't know but it's also coming out this patch as well and what yeah and then we're getting old god warwick and crystal rose yone what Uh uh-huh uh oh wait i knew about those oh i guess ascended is from the wild rift uh or augmented augmented superheroes from the wild pass Ooh. Oh, looks like I'm getting looks like I'm getting the wild pass for three point four. Jace is one of my favorite champions. That's super exciting. There's also there's a kale skin that's coming out or just came out, I feel like, as well. Psyops. Yeah. I actually picked it up. It's pretty sweet. I'm really excited that they're putting out some skins for champions that only have like one alternate version, so that way there can be a couple more. But like for example What? You don't you don't want an eleventh Ezreal skin? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want another Lux skin either. You you know you know, you you want you want all champions to have cool skins that represent different things for everyone, not just waifu anime and Ezreal and Lux. <sighs> no, I really think that like every champ should have three, maybe four skins options. Like you can go beyond that, but at least I'm looking for three to four skin options per champ. There are champions in Wild Rift that have one skin and haven't gotten them in like a decade. Yep. <laughs> yep. So one of the last things is on this page they highlight a bunch of streamers. Let's see. We want to share and spotlight some creators who do some great patch notes rundowns. Uh, they have a typo here. They say path notes. That's funny. Once the notes drop, be sure to check them out and see what they're most excited for. They recommend Ubaman, Skelly, and Hell's Devil. And I'm gonna recommend uh, a different podcast than this one. The League of Learning Wild Earth podcast. I said a different one. Yeah, but um, that's the one I'm recommending. You're right. You're a different person. You get to recommend things on your own. Yep. I recommend listening to uh, Limited Resources. I'm just kidding. For their patch notes. Yeah, for their for their for their Wild Rift 3.4 patch notes. <laughs> Emily, you have any hot, fresh complaints this week about League? Any gripes? I don't think so. No gripes. No groans. Any gripes? Mm, no. Okay. Not that I can think of. Oh, this just in. Uh, Emily's only allowed to lose one game per day. I've noticed the pattern. Maybe two, but generally speaking. Once we get the daily loss in, we're done playing. Yeah, after her first or second loss, she's like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I mean, mood, I feel that. <laughs> well, also, it feels like the games that we lose are like, they're frustrating because we can't do anything. Or people on our team are stupid and don't do anything. That's what happens when Riot forces 50% win percentage. Like, I don't want to be pummeled over. Wait, what is the alternative to not force? Oh, I don't know. Can't have free market. I mean, like, you, you gotta play like you gotta play people better than you, right? That's true. That's true. I, I'm not gonna pretend to know how MMR works. And I don't think Riot is either. Alright, cool. I mean, they feel like they have a pretty good grip on it, considering they have the most successful MOBA ever. <laughs> That's true. Their mobile MOBA could work a little better, though. I mean, like, I think <laughs> I think the matchmaking, on average, is probably fine. I think people just have bad games. Like, you, you, you <laughs> for every game where you're like, how is this person in Diamond? There's someone asking the same thing about you in another game, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. I think the matchmaking is probably fine, and I think there's a lot of specific instances that upset people for various reasons and probably legitimate at, at that but like 
I think it, <laughs> like, it does a pretty good job. And, like, I think what's confusing for people is that, like, it doesn't always base it on your, your actual rank. It might base it on your, what you mentioned, your MMR, which stands for matchmaking rating. And, like, if you, if you are stomping games in plat, right, like, you're getting a bunch of MVPs, like, you're, you're, you have a very positive kill-to-death ratio, and, like, you're just smurfing. Like, you shouldn't be surprised when your next games are against emeralds or diamonds, right? Like, the game has decided that you are crushing platinum players, so why is it, like, <laughs> so it's going to put you against players that are, like, it thinks you you have a better skill, you know, uh, chance at, right? And, uh, you, you know, might be like, well, how am I supposed to rank up if I'm playing against people so much higher rank than me? Well, the thing is, like, it's putting you in a game that you think it thinks you have a good chance of, of performing well in, right? It's it, it's trying to put you in a game that thinks you have a fifty percent chance to win, right? Not uh, you know, it doesn't put you in games that thinks you have an eighty percent chance to win because that's boring, right? And so the the way you rank up is by winning those fifty percent chance to win games, right? And you get <laughs> the game will give you more MMR, more rating because you're beating people who are higher ranked than you. That's <laughs> you know. The way you advance is by beating people better than you. You're not supposed to play people worse than you. And that's the bottom line right there. Diatribe over. There's one more thing that we didn't cover, actually, about this patch that's really cool. It's an ARAM change. Who cares? People are going to be able to use, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? The blue... Imagine bringing it up and not... Oh, my God. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> It's the blue essence to bl- the blue moats essence or whatever uh you're gonna be able to use that to re-roll in aram now yeah yes poro energy that's what it's called not blue moats essence it's poro energy what does that mean so you know how you can get that chest in the poro store that randomly gives you a skin after you've spent enough poro coins over a long enough time slash done enough wild pass etc etc probably not Okay, that's okay, though. Uh, There are event prizes that are Blue Poro energy, and you can take that now and apply it to ARAM rerolls to get extra rerolls. Gotcha. Yeah, so instead of having... You get the two for your rerolls, and then you can also build up an extra, looks like, three three rerolls per day using this extra resource. Mm. Um, So if 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 you're out of poses to buy... Or you don't care about buying poses, here's another use for them, which is pretty cool. That that update right there goes to shout out to our good friend and ARAM only player, Chim Chim. He's not an ARAM only player. You don't do him dirty like that. <laughs> Have you seen his play history recently? <laughs> it's <That's> bad. <laughs> I checked it recently. I'm like, oh, he hasn't ranked in a long time. He hasn't played a normal in a long time. This man is dead set on being an ARAM king. Some people only have time to play an ARAM, man. No, no. It's one after the other, after the other, after this man <laughs> just strings them together. I was like, wow, this is this is commitment. I know a lot of reason I don't play is because it's hard for me to get uninterrupted time. And so, for example, like today, I was like, you know what? It's, it's been a little quiet around the house. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to load up a, a ranked or a normal because it's not, I'm not quite buying it yet. But there's, yeah. there's potential here, right? So I load up a custom. Not, not even ten minutes. Six and a half minutes later, I got interrupted by something for some reason. I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew That's it. what you get. <laughs> imagine having a family and then being upset. Yeah, imagine. Imagine. Alright, that's all I got. Anybody else? Um, Stay in school. Stay in school. Do plenty of drugs. Um... <laughs> Remember, kids, if someone offers you free drugs, you say thank you, because drugs are expensive. Go Bills. This is bad. Uh, (laughs) Emily, are you sure it's bad? Are you sure? Yes. Do you have a message you'd like to send to the children? Oh, there was a cool moment yesterday during the Bills game. Uh, Bills player scored a touchdown and did a gender reveal for his sister. So he he runs he runs and touch uh, into the end zone and the camera's on him and he goes it's a boy it's really cool that's awesome yeah that's dope yeah I don't know what they were gonna do if he didn't score a touchdown yeah <laughs> 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 but <laughs> 
let that sink in. The Bills are good enough where they're running gender reveal plays versus last year's Super Bowl defending champions. Yep. Enough yep. said. No Dude, fucking said. The Bills are badass. I, like, I, I'm happy to live in Central New York right now. Yes, indeed. I'm excited to go to a game this year. Allegedly, somewhere around Central New York. I'm not trying to dox this. All right, Emily, I asked you a question. Um, if I had a message for the kid. Do you have any updates you want to give to the children? Yeah, don't steal stuff. Yeah. I have another message for the kids. What? Fuck the kids. Yeah, fuck thieves. <laughs> Stealing my magic cards. <laughs> Fucked up. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been Bill's Bubble Bill's Josh Allen Fancast.